And they fixed that button, so now you actually have to do something else with it to turn it on. And I didn't get the memo. <laughs> this is another edition of Speaking for Him with Andrew Gamison. How you doing, Andrew? Hello, Chad. I'm, I'm glad that we are now fully operational and good to go. We are. Uh, today, we are um, going to talk about the, the latest offering from Master Arts Theater, which is coming up um, in just a short week. As of this, the posting of this episode, and it is Orphan Train, and we're going to jump right into an interview that I did with Walt Williams, pre-recorded. But before we do that, um, we're going to hear a quote of the day from Mr. Cashman. As soon as I find it. <clears throat> Pure religion and in undefiled before God and the Father is this. To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world, James one twenty seven. And this verse, I think, is a good lead into this interview because the orphan train profiles orphans being put on trains to be brought to people who can then adopt them and give them a better life. And so this is actually being done at Master Arts and they're actually going to do a couple fundraisers for different organizations that actually do work for orphans in this day and age. And so that's kind of exciting, and that will come up in our interview. And I'll be back with some final thoughts after we hear from Walt. All right. Well, I am glad to be here today with um, Walt Williams, um, who is the marketing director at Master Arts Theater, and he's also the play director of our spring show orphan train which is taking place um um in april and may so i'm excited to talk to him about this show it seems like a really unique show that you're all going to want to come see so walt welcome to the show well thanks thanks for having me Andrew. um first of all um i know you've told me several times but why don't you just give a little bit of a background of how you got involved with master arts I've actually been involved in the since 1994 when they first moved into the Grand Village Mall. Um, so I've been involved around a while. I actually started working full-time at Master Arts Christmas of 2002. So, yeah, I've been here quite a while. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, so uh, you've obviously been involved in a lot of shows. Um, can you tell yeah. me... Um, some of the highlights of uh, your master arts career as far as being involved in shows? I, I've, I've acted in about 50 shows in my career so far, and most of them at master arts. My absolute favorite are the Smoke on the Mountain series, because I got to play um, Passes of Oval Fort in all three of the shows. And the cast that I work with in those shows are just a Amazing to work with. Some of the funniest shows and the best character I've ever been able to play was a Paso Overthorpe. But um, I've had lead roles in shows like The Foreigner. I played Charlie and I've played Bob Cratchit and I've played all kinds of wonderful roles. But today, my favorite is definitely without a doubt Paso Overthorpe in the Smoke of the Mountain series. All right, well, today we're here to talk about the. the Orphan Train play, and can you tell us some highlights of that? 
The orbit train is actually based on history. Um, the, it is true that in the early 1900s, the, um, the Children's Aid Society collected orphans and uh, children off the streets, put them on trains, and sent them across the Midwest, adopted them out to families across the Midwest. Now, when I first heard about that, I thought that was cruel, but then when I found out the history of what actually happened, the Children's Aid Society did their absolute best to, they got, they obtained legal permissions to take these kids. They sent people ahead to actually interview families um, before the kids were adopted. And so they did their best to make things work. And it didn't always work the best, but um, but sometimes it did work good. Um, sometimes people adopted children just for slave labor is the truth is what happened. But some kids actually grew up to lead wonderful lives. As a matter of fact, we have two governors. The governor, uh, James Brady, was governor of Alaska from 1897 to 1906. Uh, Andrew Burke was governor of North, was the second governor from North Dakota, um, 1891 to eight, uh, 1892. So sometimes these kids, it was the best thing that could happen for them. Um. Yeah, I would think that that would be a difficult thing, too, and, and I, I think I have had um, similar thoughts about it, and one thing that it reminded me of, of was kind of the way Anne of Green Gable starts, um, because the, the, the simple process of adoption um, in Canada, apparently, in the early 1900s was very similar. Um, Matthew and Marilla Cuthbert decided they needed a boy to work on their farm, they send somebody to bring them an orphan back on the train. It happens to be Anne and the whole um, hijinks um, that ensue from that juxtaposition of getting a girl instead of a boy. But that all started kind yeah. of on an orphan train. So I I was reminded of that as I was um, actually got a chance to go to the first day of auditions for the orphan train. So I'm excited to see this this play come to life and I uh, I hope that it goes well. Um do you have yeah, um about it. anything that um you can tell me about the cast or the pro the rehearsal process so far? I do. There's um I have a wonderful, wonderful cast. Um Andrew you of course will remember Father Knows Best. For any of your listeners that saw the show, the young man, uh, the son in the story, uh, was played by a young man named Josh Buker. Uh, Josh is also in my cast, along with his father, Eric, and his two sisters, Katie and Olivia. So I've got the whole um, Buker family incorporated in there. I've got a lot of, uh, i got a few new people, and it's just, it's going to be a wonderful cast. But I would like to tell you about my assistant director. I have an assistant director who, uh, John Wilson, who has been helping me. He's helped me with you, Summerstock, a couple years in a row. And um, he's helping me with this. And the two of us work well together. So it's not just me directing. I have quite a bit of good, useful assistance from assistant. So that, I have a great cast, great crew. That is awesome. And you have a unique cast, too, in that um, you have a lot of kids involved in the show, correct? Yes, uh, ten kids and nine adults. So, um, of course, I like working with kids and adults. So, it's that's a great combination. Um, so 
what is the run of the show? We open um, April 12th through, uh, and go through May 5th. Um, we do Thursday, Friday, Saturday evenings, and Saturday matinees. But to warn you, even as we speak, all four of our matinees are sold out. Um, as of Friday, April 30th, we're over 60% sold. Uh, we are trying to open up two Sunday matinees, which were originally their, their um, fundraisers for two groups, um, April 22nd and May 6th. And so if you're trying to get tickets, you got to get them fast. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I usually post these, uh, these interviews about a week before the show opens. I'm starting to yeah. think I should do it about a month before the show opens, <laughs> just to give people a chance who listen to the show, um, to actually yeah. make sure they get their tickets and be able to come to the show, because it, it is. Right. We, we sell tickets very quickly, and it's an intimate venue, so it's a little over a hundred seats, so yeah. you want to make sure, um, to push pause and check if there's any tickets left. And then come back right. and listen to the remaining few minutes of our show here. Yeah. Um, but, um, so to get tickets, um, Andrew, I, go ahead. Andrew, I do have a warning that I want to tell your audience. All right. Um, this is the first time in a uh, rare, rare time at Master Arts where we're actually allowing a swear word into our, our script. Um, and I want to tell a story behind these swear words. There's a young girl named Evie who is raised by women of the street. And she comes into a house, a woman who may adopt her, who is very prim and proper. And so she uses the language of the streets, and she is immediately corrected for that. And it's kind of a pivotal point in this character's um, redemption of, I'm leaving a bad old life, and one day going to become a lady. And so it's a beautiful, wonderful scene. But I need to warn your listeners, there will be a just... Two swear words in that little piece right there, and and I know that that can sometimes be difficult. I remember when we when Pris and I worked on um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird together. Pris McDonald, for those who don't know, the artistic director, we we worked together on To Kill a Mockingbird, and we went back and forth on that ourselves. Was do we do we take out the the swear words? Um, or do we leave them in? And I think we did do some editing, but there were some things that we were just like, for context and for effect, um, we felt we needed to leave them in. But it's definitely uh, a difficult um, decision to make sometimes, especially when we're known as a family-friendly venue. And um, let's, you know, we don't want to exaggerate it. I think it will still be a very family-friendly show, but thank you um, for that warning. And very, then, fr- fr- very family friendly. The, the audience will love this. I and and again, it's one of those unique shows. I mean, we always um, we tend to do the classics, which is you know fine and great. But then every once in a while, there's a show that we've never done before, and it's just a different type of of show than than we've ever had on our stage. And I think Orphan Train fits that bill, yeah. and I'm very excited from that vantage point. Now you That's now you talked about. Your fundraising um, performances. Can you talk a little bit about the places that you're fundraising for, or the place? Yes. Um, on April 22nd, here at Master Arts, we are doing a show for the Salvation Army. Um, so the tickets are a single price, sixteen dollars. But they've just told us that all of their people are um, have bought the tickets, so we can open it up to the public. And that's 
for the Salvation Army. We are on May 6th, a Sunday, May 6th. We're doing a performance for um, the Bethany Christian Services. And so all proceeds will go to them for that. We're also traveling with this show on a Saturday night. We're packing all the tables and chairs and props and actors and costumes and heading out to Norton Shores to perform for a fundraiser for a group called Hands in Service. And so, yeah, this is not only just our people, we're doing three fundraisers during the middle of it. So that yeah. that has to be more hectic, but also kind of more exciting um, to see Master Arts reaching into the community and helping other organizations. Um, so... Sure. So make sure that you go on the Master Arts website. It's it's very easy to buy tickets now. You can just go on the website and purchase your tickets online. If you have any questions or concerns about that, you can call the box office between 9 and 5 most days. Um, we're recording this on... Uh, actually, go ahead. Actually, uh, t- 10 to 4, Andrew. 10 oh, to 4. 10 to 4 is the um, uh, yep. amended... Uh, box office, box office hours. hours yep. So most days you can do that. We're recording this on a holiday weekend, so those hours are a little bit altered. But 10 to 4 is the box office hours for Master Arts Theater. So make sure that you give them a call during that time. And that number is 616-455-1001. Okay, I just have one final question for you, Walt. If you were to sum up in 30 to 45 seconds... Why should we come to the show, and what should we expect? Can you give us that? Sure. This is a piece of historic fiction that changed me. It gave me a hunger to find out more about these youth. It really did. And it, seriously, it, you'll enjoy the show, you'll laugh, you'll cry, hopefully you'll walk away and remember what the Bible said. Because in, in scriptures, I believe it's in James, he says, remember that God, our Father, accepts our, uh, the, the religion he accepts is pure, faultless to this, that we should look after the orphans and the widows. And I, I, I hope that those that walk away will be remembering that. Oh, absolutely. I think in some of our modern applications of church, um, we get away from that, and that's really the essence of what the early church did, was to care for widows. That was their yeah. main program. And it wasn't just supplemental, and it wasn't just added on if we can right. fit it in. It was the main program, and we get I think we get so caught up in a lot of other programs that aren't bad in and of themselves, but aren't necessarily the essential thing that Jesus talked about so much. So thank you so much yep. for taking the time to do this interview with us. We're very excited for the Orphan Train to come up. Um, there's always exciting things happening at Master Arts Theater, so just make sure that you're going to masterarts.org regularly to hear what the latest happenings are. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks to talk to you about the June show, but until then, have a great day, and thank you all for joining us. And there you have it, an interview that I did with Walt Williams, the director of Orphan Train at Master Arts Theater. As I said, make sure you get your tickets very quickly because they are selling out and uh, you won't want to miss this show. It's going to be a special one and I am very excited to see it because I like shows with a historic and true story component. So, uh, But I think that's all I have time for today, so I will just uh, uh, end it with that and just say that I hope you have a wonderful weekend and that you keep serving the best of masters. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.